That was unreal. Science yeah. fiction level stuff. to a special bonus episode of Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds in space in general, but in this bonus episode, we're talking about the Falcon Heavy. Oh yeah. And reacting to it. Yes, this is uh, traditionally a month-by-month podcast, but we have to dedicate a little bit of extra time here this month of February to what was like the best day ever yesterday in the Falcon Heavy launch on, uh, on Tuesday February 6th so what a day we'll be reacting uh, to that but uh, my name is Matt I'm one of the two co-hosts and with me tonight is the other co-host David how's it going everybody Um, yeah that was uh, we had to do a little separate episode here it was just almost too good to be true um, when the launch actually happened uh, yesterday and we, we felt that we needed to get our our emotions, our feelings out there, and uh, hopefully hear from some of you guys. But we're uh, we're chilling uh, back at the booth, uh, doing a little podcast here. We got some Mazaka ale from Founders. Um, nothing nothing too space oriented, but um, this is kind of a last minute thing we decided to do anyway. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, both uh, slipping on the Azaka, which is a a, a good classic. So. Um, but yeah, yesterday's launch um, was just amazing. So we dedicated a whole episode, or at least a good portion of an episode of our podcast last month to Falcon Heavy and just in the prep of the launch, really yeah. not knowing when it would launch or uh, that was even before the, the test fire, the static fire of the rockets or of the uh, engines. Um, but uh, this is is post-launch now. Yeah. Um, and... All of our dreams came true. This rocket is amazing. Yeah, so there I was sitting down in my uh, my office chair, and thankfully it got postponed because yeah. <laughs> I actually had a few things th- that I had to do, uh, you know, like work. Uh, it's a four-letter word, but yeah, thankfully it got postponed. I had a little bit of a free moment there at work and was able to uh, stream it, and uh, I was I had one earbud in, and I was like, I was I was actually getting emotional watching it, and then uh, the whole thing went through. Just the the fact that we had you could hear in the background, um, you know, everybody cheering in the background. That was it was unbelievable to see. Um, but it, I was a little bit worried and hesitant when I was, you know, first watching it, first turned on the stream. Um, that it was actually you know based on what Elon was. You know, saying that there's a 50-50 chance of it blowing up, you know, on the launch pad. I was a little bit worried about that just, just watching it. But um, wow, yeah. That's all you can say is wow, because it like it was flawless. It I was mean, yeah. A few little hiccups, but totally flawless. Yeah, the actual yeah. launch itself off the pad was perfect. Um, and you know, if you're listening to this bonus episode, you probably watched the launch. And if you didn't, go on SpaceX YouTube channel and watch it because it is the coolest thing of the year by far so far. But um, on the way back down, we know that the, the two side boosters come off, they do their, their little flip turn, and they re-land. Those landed perfectly. Like, yeah. that was unreal. Science yeah. fiction level stuff. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, we've been, I'm, at least me, like, I know you have too, just, you know, we've been watching the, you know, Falcon, 
nine just you know and uh, on its normal flight and then relanding yep. and um to see both of those boosters land at the same time was like it i felt like i was watching star wars or it really like did that. it so looked it was, like that yeah but it was um i think the one of the biggest things was the fact that it got so i mean based on what i'm seeing it got a ton of like publicity mm-hmm. um the whole thing did and it's all over social media it's all over the, you know obviously anywhere you look um you know newspaper local newspaper now it's just it's it's pretty awesome i think it's uh i think a lot of people were a little bit surprised i think like a lot of things that i've been reading that people have been posting like you know i thought this was going to be okay i thought it was going to be cool mm-hmm. but that was way it knocked it out of the ballpark from yes. my expectations and that was just some people that were you know kind of chatting online on twitter and all that kind of stuff so i think it was really good and hopefully it inspires a lot of people because i think they're that's the thing is I think people are like, oh my God, we can actually do that. Yeah. Those boosters, we can re-land them like that. And, you know, on top of that, you have Starman. Yes. The, <laughs> one of the best parts of the whole thing. Yeah. So the the side boosters come down, they land simultaneously. Just the sheer perfection with the way that they landed and the amount of work that went into the guidance uh, of those two rockets back down to their mm-hmm. side-by-side pads was insane. Then the core continues on for a bit, releases the stage two uh, rocket, which carries the, uh, the Starman, the Tesla yeah. Roadster with the Starman inside, inside the fairing, and then the fairing deploys, and as soon as it popped off, they started playing David Bowie, and it was just... I I started shedding tears. It was ridiculous. It was just <laughs> the, it was the coolest thing, and uh, <clears throat> just the timing of it all, people cheering in the background, definitely an emotional moment. And just that uh, that almost fake-looking uh, angle they had the camera at, where it's just the Earth and just Starman. So yeah. cool. And I know Elon was talking about that after the fact. He said he loved how fake it looked, because it's not fake. Um, and it just made it almost kind of funny. It just have this this car floating through space. So With a dummy with a spacesuit on, with one hand out the yeah, window. Yeah, just chilling. And one hand on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just, uh, I, I think, honestly, like, I was kind of looking at it, and obviously this is a test flight, and I kept, you know, reiterating that over and over again, you know, this is a test of the Falcon Heavy, you know, and obviously this is going to lead to greater things, and we'll talk about that here in a minute, but I think it's very symbolic to have, like, you know, a guy in a Tesla Roadster, um, you know, a dummy like that, like, I think it's kind of a symbolic moment, you know, like, you know, that that's, and obviously they're, they're sending it to Mars and I think they planned it that way. It's supposed to be like, this is where we're headed now. Like we, yep. we this is the real deal. We're not just talking about going to Mars. We're actually going to go to Mars yep. and he, this is kind of a goofy thing, but at the same time, this is like, yeah. a, you know, kind of a symbolic moment that like, Hey, we're, we're not kidding. We're going. Right. So I think uh, I'm excited. I can't wait for the next three to four years, but yeah, that, uh, that fairing could have deployed, uh, and on the on the end of that stage two rocket could have just been like a steel chunk of you know a giant steel chunk yeah um to to replicate um a payload but like you said that kind of goofiness that was added into it just made it just all the more amazing you gotta love his sense of humor though elon musk is yeah (laughs) (laughs) the little placard that said don't panic on the tesla and in the car and then i actually didn't even see this i zoomed back into the video later but if you look closely he was saying it afterwards Hot Wheels made a Tesla Roadster for him. Yeah. A little mini. 
and then he made a mini Starman, and he put it on the dashboard. <laughs> so there's a mini replica of that whole thing inside yeah. the the dash. And, and even, like, in the circuitry of the car, he posted a photo on the die of the circuit board. Yeah. It says, like, made made on Earth by humans or yep. something. Like yeah, just, I saw that, yeah. Just so cool. Um, so that that part of it was extremely successful. Um, the only real kind of hiccups they had were that the the core booster after releasing the ch2 rocket uh also is meant to come back down and land offshore on a uh, drone ship and that did not necessarily go as planned yeah yeah look i think uh i think overall i mean yeah you're gonna have like a, a little bit of a failure like that you know and the, the likelihood of that happening's you know pretty high and i think obviously he was you know elon was kind of sort of alluding to that, you know, um, but I don't think, like, it, and we talked about it, you know, earlier, I don't think it was a big concern for that, yeah. that failure, but I think, um, you know, the fact that the whole thing was successful in launching and um, all that kind of stuff was the biggest, biggest thing that they wanted to right. accomplish, you know, it's like looking back at, like, the Apollo days when, you know, you had to get through, you know, each step of the way, and there had to be a success along the way, otherwise it was going to set you back, you know, if this would have blown up on the pad, obviously I think we would have had, you know, maybe a couple yeah. more years of working on, or maybe a year of working on this particular rocket, or maybe they would have said, hey, no, let's not waste our time, let's go to the next, the next bigger and better thing, but yeah, I think, um, I think overall it was good, and I, I, like I said, I think the biggest thing is I'm glad that it just really it the you know the news and the media that really took it and ran with it all day which was good um you know i think yeah. that was the biggest thing for me is i, I love to see that the it was getting coverage yeah almost in the same way the eclipse got coverage this summer yeah um yeah. it was on all the major media outlets and i i think you're right too that core booster not landing uh properly elon spoke about it after that um the uh, nine core or nine engines on the on the bottom of each of the three cores, um, all of course are ignited at launch. On the way back down, three of those cores are reignited to help slow down and obviously land the boosters. Those worked fine for the side ones. Uh, the core one, only one of the three actually ignited, so it came crashing down into the ocean at 300 miles an hour, <laughs> yeah. and probably exploded. But um, it's like hitting yeah. a concrete floor at 300 yeah. miles an hour, yeah. Yeah, so it didn't work properly, but I like, you know, I, I even had a, a couple friends say like, oh, well, I got I to gotta assume that that's part, partly a failure of, of for the whole mission. It's like, well, it was a test launch, and the rocket launched yeah. it, per perfectly. To, to think that of all the little things that could have gone wrong with the actual deployment of the two side boosters... That had never been tested before in space, obviously. Like, they had never launched a three-rocket system, even a smaller version or anything. That was the first time ever the way that they just separated and then spun around. Just amazing. Yeah. So I don't think that they'll really s seriously look at that as a whole being any sort of failure. I think people are uh, eager to kind of pick out the flaws or, like, if there's an you know issue or something like that. I mean, obviously... You know, like like we've been saying, I think overall the the real core of the mission was you know successful in that they got the thing off the ground into space and yep. uh, um, you know that that was the, kind of the main the main deal. Um, and then obviously 
you know, so the launch is complete. Um, you know, Starman's exposed. Yep. At that point, they basically was an elliptical orbit around Earth mm-hmm. um, into the radiation belts just as a six-hour cruise to kind of, I guess, just test to see yeah. if they could, you know, basically shut everything down and then reignite it uh, for the third burn, which was to take it off to Mars. So, and from what I, I can understand, that was successful because yeah. they were able to, to you know, light that sucker again and, yeah. and leave Earth. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think so. um, they were saying that the that six-hour coast was also something that SpaceX... X had never done. They never had any sort of flight vehicle in space that long. It's always launch it, deliver the satellite pretty much, and come back down. Yeah. So that was a huge success for them to, to coast for six hours in, you know, one side of the of the flight vehicle is, you know, a few degrees above absolute zero, you know, just the most cold temperatures in the in, ever. And then the other side is, is, you know, facing the sun and is very hot. Mm-hmm. So they were afraid that... Um, the actual propellant would freeze, the fuel of the of that stage two rocket would freeze, um, or that the liquid oxygen would vaporize uh, on the hot side of things. Mm-hmm. Neither of those two things happened because the stage three did, you know, fire with full force and actually more than they thought it would because uh, we know that now it is projected to actually miss Mars. So uh, it's going to be going past Mars with a little too much uh, steam and it won't catch into orbit. Yeah, at least that's the projection. Yeah, and you never know. I mean, I I kind of when I heard that news, I was like, oh no, crap! But you know, you never know. It might. You know, who knows what will happen between now and then? They might have calculated that wrong too, or yeah, it might be an issue. You know, something that happens where it ends up orbiting. But fact of the matter is, is a uh, a dude in a SpaceX spacesuit in a Tesla Roadster yeah. flying, through, flying space. through space right now, just in the, so. in the depths of space, yeah. um, well beyond uh, Earth's orbit. And my, but I, I initially when I like, I honestly didn't even know they were going to have like a live feed to Starman. And then uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Like, so I took a screenshot on my phone while I was watching the live video. And then, uh, you know, throughout the day I had my computer going with the live video going yep. and, and it's just, it's so so awesome to see. They just just brought just a smile to my face. This yeah, time. I don't know. It was just it was pure joy. I was just like, oh my god, this is awesome. And then, um, I my first hope was that they were you know I didn't know any of this, but that they were even gonna do that. But I my first thought was okay. Well, I hope they actually have a live feed or at least a camera going that they can take pictures the whole way from you know Earth to Mars, mm-hmm. but. Um, obviously the, the battery, you know, lasted about 12 hours. Yeah. For, for those feeds, for those feeds. So it was kind of, it was, that won't happen, but I don't know. I guess just the, the thought of him traveling off, uh, into deep space is pretty, it's, it's good enough for me. Yeah, it definitely is. And they had that one, he, Elon tweeted out that last photo, uh, as it was well out of earth's orbit. Oh yeah. Um, earth in the background and kind of in the top, uh, top right of the photo, top left of the photo. Um, half in shadow, just crazy cool. Like, yeah. just that it's it's that gives you that almost that butterfly in your stomach. When I saw that photo, it's like you see the feed when it's in orbit, and it's like you've you've seen at least those views of Earth before with the ISS and all those things. Um, but with the uh, the Tesla and Starman, it was even cooler. Obviously, in some ways, or at least um, kind of unique in that way. 
But then as it left that orbit, that's when you got that butterfly in your stomach feeling like, wow, it's like, it's gone. It's out there. Yeah, and I was kind of hoping, like, my my hope was to have, be able to see the moon and Earth, like, from the Roadster camera uh, at the same time, but... Um, yeah, whatever, you know, um, there'll, there'll be other, there'll be other, uh, obviously other things that they send up there that, um, we'll get that, but that would have been pretty, pretty sweet to have yeah. him, <laughs> at least, even if it was the, uh, the front camera that was on the hood of the car, uh, looking back with the moon and the earth in the back, like way in the background, that would have been, that would have been so, so awesome, but, so crazy, yeah, yeah, so, but, anyway, but yeah, Star Man, he's on his way, he's so. on his way, um, yeah, the projection, I think, you know, some people were saying like, oh, isn't it a, a, a mission failure that he's not going to orbit Mars? And I think you have to look back to what the the mission was. It was a test launch. Right? Yeah. It was a proof of concept for the Falcon Heavy rocket. And the Falcon Heavy rocket, with a small exception of the core booster not landing properly, which sounds like it was just the... It sounds like all the flight uh, navigation stuff was fine. Actual engines were fine. The amount of propellant was fine. Just the um, the boron, whatever the the stuff that ignites the rocket, yeah, uh, just was had run empty for those two engines. So so close to pure perfection for the actual launch. It's it's like that's what it was. That that was the mission. And yeah. to get the the Tesla out there, you know, Elon spoke afterwards that his actual thought of it actually hitting Mars or getting into orbit on Mars, I should say, it was pretty low. Um, yeah. Just with a six hour coast, that's obviously, I think it would be longer than they'd coast if they were going straight to Mars. Um, they were, co- or at least coasting in a weird way mm-hmm. um, in that, in that uh, Van Allen belt where it was kind of high radiation and stuff. So for it to at least just get out of orbit was a success, I think in, in their mind, mm-hmm. regardless of where it's ending. But it looks like it's going to go right to the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, which is pretty cool yeah. in and of itself. It'll still be, yeah, still be a, a hell of a, a ride for uh, Starman. But yeah, I think uh, I think I'd, I'd agree there. I think there's a lot of, I think just based on like Elon's personality, I think there was, and, and you can you can catch this based on like you know the Boring Company and all mm-hmm. the little you know goofy stuff that they've come out with the, with the uh, you know the flamethrower and all that yeah. kind of stuff but like i think this is kind of one of his things where it's like you know what we could send just you know a ton of bricks up there as the payload right well i do that when we could send a tesla with a guy we call starman mm-hmm. and we then try to you know shoot him towards mars yeah you know, after we, we conduct a few experiments for people, you know, back down on Earth, you know, as far as the, the six-hour coast and all that kind of stuff with the radiation, why not just, you know, shoot them there, hope for the best at that point? I think that was kind of an extra yeah, thing. and icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of just a little extra thing, like, and I think um, probably a little bit of a, a marketing type thing for him as far as, and, and honestly, not only for, like, you know, Tesla the car, but also the... Um, just the fact that it's cool and people are going to look at that on, yeah. you know, little kids are going to be like, oh my gosh, is, you know, what is that? There might be kids out there that aren't really that interested in the launch, but then they see that, which yeah, is kind of yeah. sad, but they see that and they're yeah, kind of like, you know. It's definitely, it, yeah. it's something cool. Yeah, it's... yeah. So, and even regular, you know, the, the media in general, mm-hmm. I think they probably 
see the picture of Starman, you know, orbiting Earth, and they're they're like, you know, their ears perk up. Yeah. They're like, oh, what's that? You know, let's yeah. cover that. And I'll, yeah. you know, they, it's just kind of one of those deals. But um, yeah, Elon is so. is a bit, you know, he's a he's a hype machine for in oh, yeah. for good reason. Yeah. Um, and, and no offense to any of the other, you know rocket manufacturers like blue origin or even uh, you know china has a really cool rocket and the um that march rocket they have um where india is doing some amazing things that's great but like spacex is 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 the leader because elon not only pushes the limit but he also knows how to get people excited yeah about it Um, that's exactly yeah that's exactly it because the blue origin has a rocket that can launch up and and then reland itself too but it just it's just a different perspective and i i think that you know we can talk more about the kind of the the new space race and elon's talked about that is like spacex and all the other competitors like let's go like let's see who can make this happen um that's awesome because if it wasn't for spacex and elon putting all the hype into it i don't think that would happen i don't think there would be like he's almost fueling the competition yeah by like hyping it up like that which is yeah, which is what you need to do. I mean, and that, and for him, I think it, that's the thing is like it's he's not only kind of like the the mastermind behind the whole thing, but he's also a fun guy, and he, yeah. he's thinking, okay, this is gonna be fun. Let's get this thing going. Let's yeah. let's try to get a race to Mars. Let's get a race to the moon again. Let's do something like that. And it, it's it's all gonna come from private funding. It's gonna come yeah. It, and that that's, I mean, obviously we know um, you know. Our, the Orion program, uh, you know, that's that's sort of at a standstill for the time being. I think right. we're still, you know, maybe not at a standstill, but it's just moving a lot slower because of the, you know the government funding and all that. So I think, I think it would be awesome if they had if we got you know more of these you know private uh, businesses involved and they're all getting into you know they they really up the game because of something like this. I think that would be really cool, but. Yeah, we'll it's, see. you've got SpaceX, you've got um, the Amazon founder, uh, Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin Company. There's that ULA, United Launch, uh, United Launch Alliance, yeah. have the Vulcan rocket. Like I said, China has the March rocket. And I know India, I was just looking at a video on India, ISRO, uh, I-S-R-O is their kind of their rocket organization. They have, like, they sent a rocket to Mars back in 2014 and on their first try it got their their um flight vehicle into orbit mm-hmm. it's like that's crazy and they did it uh, for 64 million dollars or something mm-hmm. cheap like crazy cheap the the whole the funny thing in that that year was wait a second india just sent a rocket to mars on their first try and got a flight vehicle into orbit for less money than the budget of the movie gravity yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> Like by a lot, by like forty million dollars. Yeah, and so, but that's that's amazing. And so you have all these, you know, whether it's a government organization, government funded organization for rocketry, or private. Like I know Blue Origin's big, like, kind of like their thing, like, is that they're all private sector funded, like a hundred percent. They have they're one hundred percent private sector funded, um, because the founders, of founder of Amazon. So I think that's uh, a little bit you know, more accessible for them. But it's just so cool that the word space race has become a thing. And it's not like in a negative way where it's like us against the Russians or whatever. 
it's like a, it's a collaborative way almost. Yeah. Obviously, there's competition, but it's good competition, and it's going to propel humanity to Mars a lot faster than I think, you know, ten years ago we would have thought. Yeah. Well, I think based on the fact that you know, it's a it's a private you know sector type of thing. I think. I mean, obviously, you know. SpaceX is launching satellites for the government, right? Um, and, and things like that. So I think it's uh, probably a lot of the technology that SpaceX has has been sold to a lot of these other businesses and, yeah. and companies that are doing this, at, you know, their pri- own private space program. So I think at the end of the day, it's everyone's kind of at the end of the day probably helping each other a little bit to some degree, you know. Um, you know, not not completely, but to some degree, there's probably some science and some technology that's been sold here and there. Yeah, shared or yeah. Fa- favors that have been shared. You know, and that's that's great. I mean, that's just. I mean, obviously, that's just the way. I mean, obviously, if you got the money and you're willing to pay for it, mm-hmm. somebody's gonna sell it to you. So yeah, or even just the, think, I, I, the ideas too, yeah. like the the land the self landing rocket, you know, that has been seen in a couple other formats now, but it yeah. all started with one. And then it kind of trickled through. Yeah, it's yeah. just. I think I think that's just the the you know, that's the world we live in. That's you know that's going to be the case. I think there'll be a lot of shared technology, which is fine. You know, and honestly, I think they should just you know all band together and and try to do something you know all as as one. But um, you know, I think. Obviously, the biggest picture for Elon with SpaceX is to do, you know, obviously private flights into space, commercial flights into space. Yep. Um, you know, as as just like a, a routine thing. So yeah. I think that's kind of the the his big thing is that that's I mean, from what I've heard in his interviews and from what I've read, it's just that's you know the idea is to make it you know you know you can go to space and and that kind of stuff if you want to yeah you know i think outside of that you know on the the main goal is obviously to you know take people to another planet for the first time but on the way they're gonna you know have this kind of like private flight type yeah thing, but yeah i think his long-term goal is the you know interplanetary travel and he's got uh his interplanetary you know flight system you and i were talking about before the podcast he mentioned this in in the in the interview following the launch, and it was really cool to see him in that interview because you could tell he was like really excited. Like he was, you could hear it in his voice that he was like kind of shaky almost um, for being a, a relatively you know um, stoic person, at yeah. least as far as how he talks, not how he acts, but how he talks. He was like not that way, and um, they were asking him, so like, what's next for SpaceX? What's next for for you know your program and he said we're going bigger you know the the side boosters of this falcon 9 are the size of the statue of liberty but we can go like way bigger than this mm-hmm. and um and he has plans for that so the falcon 9 uh engines the cores are made up of merlin engines they call them and they have another engine that's even bigger called raptor so there's this new rocket called big falcon rocket bfr which has a kind of a funny pun that's yeah <laughs> But it's pretty funny, you know, he's talking to the media, he's like, yeah, we've got the BFR coming. <laughs> um, so that is uh, coming where they, they have this plan to, to send this single core, which is just massive, uh, just tons of these Raptor engines 
Um, the thing is larger than the Saturn V rocket as far yeah. as height. Um, and it's got this, I forget the actual name of it, but it's some interplanetary, you know, flight vehicle or something attached at the top where he launches it up. The flight vehicle, um, you know, is essentially released off into orbit and it just is orbiting Earth. The uh, booster comes back down, gets a fuel pod version of that same stage two rocket put on top of it, goes back up and then refuels the thing and then kicks it off to mm-hmm. a, to another planet, which is just crazy. And I think he, like you said, on the way, he's talking about Earth to, he calls it Earth to Earth travel, where they're seriously considering taking what they've just done with Falcon Heavy and now they have proof of concept to the whole thing and say, okay, we have this this new idea for this even larger rocket where we can fit people on the top of it, launch it across the other side of the you know the earth in 30 minutes and then re-land it and people can get from Beijing to New York City in 27 minutes. Yeah. And uh, you can get from any point to any other point on planet Earth in less than an hour that way. And um, that's he has videos on on their YouTube channel about that, yeah. um, and that is uh, is an interesting concept because it um, is something that could be done on the way to putting that same system into interplanetary travel. Um, yeah, pretty neat. I think he's he's a great entrepreneur when it comes to oh, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like it's it's gonna be. I'm just kind of like ten years from now. I'm like, what you know. If, if we're doing this right now and you're watching, you know, and you're streaming on TV and you're watching two boosters land at the same time and you're just, you're in awe by that um, and you're watching, you know, the, the most powerful rocket since the Saturn V take off from Pad 39A, what's going to happen? Like, and he was yeah. even saying, you know, in, in three to four years they're going to have, like, their their next big, their next big thing is going to mm-hmm. be launching and it's going to be, it's going to be one of those another you know jaw dropping moments um you know and he even alluded to in the interview that i was you know listening to it was um they're talking about even you know three to four years even going to the moon by then so um you know at least doing a test flight to to the moon or something like that so yeah using we've talked about that before on the on this podcast as well kind of using like i guess you call their mars package like what, whatever they develop for like, okay, this, we got Falcon Heavy, proof of concept, everything's looking great. Now we can take what we learned, build this Mars specific rocket, and then let's send it to the moon first, which is, you know, exactly yeah. what you said. So, um, and that would be just insane. And I, I know like a lot of people see this sort of thing, the Tesla flying through and they're like, we were saying earlier, wow, we can do this. Like we can actually send somebody to the moon again. And it would be, you know, just an amazing step back into that let's get you know people on other planets even and just cool stuff yeah i i just hope uh, i know it is uh making you know making waves in the the everyday life of people as far as like uh, awareness goes but i hope it does i mean i hope there's just i hope there's a lot of people who really get excited about this um you know whether it's whether it's you know our government and and they they get excited by this and you know start funding a little bit you know a little bit bigger budget for nasa or um you know to get the orion really going um and and that's they're doing great with that right now it's you know like i said just moving a little bit slower but 
Man, yeah. it would be it would be really great just to have have this be a priority, you know, yeah. again. Um, Definitely. You know, this space exploration be an actual priority again. Um, and just not specifically space, but just exploration in general. I mean, you don't really have to even point out, you know, space at this point. It's This is just mankind, you know, yeah. traveling to an, another planet or, you know, wherever we want to, whatever we want to do at this point. Yep. I think we have the ability to do it. Obviously, if we can do what we did yesterday... Then we can do. We can go to Mars. We can go wherever we want. But yeah, it, um, it, it's just going to take a lot of people getting fired up and wanting yeah. to do it, and, and the resources coming about, and you know that kind of thing. But yeah, it was a, a huge, huge day for for space and for humanity in general. You know, you, you see people in like even just YouTube comments or Reddit comments or anything like that. Just like, wow, what a time to be alive. People that may have not even heard a single thing about this rocket before it launched. Uh, and that's just the whole, that's the whole point. Um, yeah. Is, uh, and, and not only the success of that rocket, but the hype that Elon put into it and all that sort of, it all just came together perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll learn a lot from it, obviously, uh, with, with all the little things that, there's probably even a lot of little things that we don't even know about that went a little off or a little wrong or whatever. They'll bring all that data back, and they can really, you know, put everything into the next iteration of this rocket or whatever it may be. Yeah. And um, that, it's just it's cool stuff. That's what has to happen. I mean, there has to be trial and error. I mean, yeah, obviously you look back at the early early days of NASA, and you know, until they got to Apollo, even. I mean, they still had they were still making little little things went wrong here and there. That's how you learn. You know, mm-hmm. mistakes are made, then you learn and you correct them and you um, you go from there. And I think, I mean, I just look and they've come, like even SpaceX, just from when I, I've started watching to now, it's like, it's incredible. And, it, and even the sheer fact that, you know, I think they had, you know, obviously the one booster landing by itself was, to me, crazy enough. Yeah. And then to have two landing at the same time and, and this kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people were, you know, I think a lot of people watching probably didn't even know that they were able to land one yeah. by itself and yeah. then to do two. Just I think people insane. were kind of like, are you serious? So I think, yeah, it, just, it yeah. was a triumph to, to watch those two things come free falling down from the sky and then their, their, you know, their engines reignite. And it just was just the simultaneous factor mm-hmm. of it all. And you could see the two feeds from each booster and even the little correction factors and the grid fins and everything were moving exactly the same. Almost looked like it was the same video yeah. on two screens. Yeah, on two different crazy. screens. Just but the sheer precision involved with that gives you such confidence in the moving forward. Like, oh, yeah. Like that right there, just the two rockets landing at the same time is like, oh, my goodness, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh man, worthy of yeah. dedicating a uh, a little bonus episode. Exactly. Today. That's um, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can't you can't you know not dedicate a whole little bonus to this thing because it was. Yeah, it's 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 symbolic. It's a you know turning the page into a new chapter. I think, and um, you know it'll be something that we're definitely going to talk about. You know. Yep. Month to month from now on, and I'm definitely trying to mention the the new upcoming. Uh, you know whether it's uh, you know new technology coming out or whether it's another launch or whatever it is, we'll we'll definitely be sure to uh, keep on top of it. So yep, definitely. So if you're if you are a new listener, you know, kind of hopping into this 
little bonus episode just because of the fucking heavy stuff and all the hype that's around that. Um, you know, our podcast, the, the goal of it, the intent of it is to uh, take events like this and um, help kind of spread the enthusiasm, um, spread the importance of events like this. Uh, the inspiration for our podcast was this summer's uh, August 2017 uh, solar eclipse. Um, and that was a similar type event, just spreading enthusiasm about that and um, just getting people excited about space and astronomy and science in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if, if that's something that interests you, definitely check us out. Um, we have uh, all of our podcasts hosted on Apple Podcasts. Um, they're also hosted on the Google Play Store and on our website as well, which is eclipseontap.space. Um, and you can go from there and kind of find all of our different things. Um, but if you want to just uh, you hit us up on social media as well, we've got Twitter, at Eclipse on Tap, and Instagram, the same handle, at Eclipse on Tap. Yep. Send us a photo. If you were down in Cape Canaveral see, and you saw this, send us a photo. That would be so cool. Or a video or whatever you Anything. had. You know, if you had a GoPro or if you had your iPhone up or whatever, whatever you had, um, like send it to us like we want to start promoting you know your stuff you know if you have you know anything that that came about that you whether you saw the eclipse or whether you saw the lunar eclipse or anything like that um or the launch or if you have a cool screenshot of starman while he was live on youtube yeah send us that too yeah um you know so anything like that you know we'll retweet it we'll, we'll get you know we we want to you know spread the word um get people excited too like matt just said so it's it's all about, uh, I guess, inspiring people. Um, like we're inspired to, to kind of, I guess, uh, you know, really get fired up and, and mm-hmm. have a passion for it. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, retweet you, shout you out. If, you, if you're not into social media and you want to email us something too, you can always do that at uh, our email, eclipseontap at gmail.com. And so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We hope you check out... Uh, some of our full episodes. We'll have another one releasing, uh, you know, on, uh, at the same time as this one, um, a, kind of our traditional month by month podcast. And uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll catch you over there. So um, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you next time. See ya.